Welcome to God Mode Unlocked, where we break down the latest gaming news and give you godlike insight and analysis of everything happening across the gaming industry. I'm Mayor Ryan Reynolds. And I'm Matt Bronson. No matter what platform you're listening to us on, welcome back to episode 47. In this episode, we're going to talk about our E3 wrap-up and all the news that followed it, Modern Warfare's controversy and depiction of violence, Amazon's strange layoffs, Auto Chess, Bernie Sanders... All new hardware news, Facebook's cryptocurrency, I don't even know what the hell we're talking And the about. Batman. We're gonna, the goddamn Batman, even. <laughs> Episode 47 is rolling. And what about the birds? God Mode Unlocked, episode 47, take two. So we were off uh, last week for one of the first times ever, yeah. except for when our episode accidentally got lost once yeah, or I don't twice. I remember maybe once or twice. Devil's Cup. Yeah, so there was a little bit of a lull in the news there after E3 because everybody kind of, you know, shot their whole magazine there. So now we're back. We've got some good stuff to talk about. So. Speaking of E3, which was our last episode, I just want to go over some of this stuff and get your thoughts. Um, so Cyberpunk was the most wishlisted game on Steam during E3, which really doesn't surprise me, especially since the, I think, literally, I think the Keanu moment was like the pinnacle in most people's minds of E3. Like everybody was like, that was yeah. like the winner of yeah. E3. Keanu Reeves won E3. Yeah, I would say Keanu Reeves won E3. I mean, after E3, I seen so many news stories just about everywhere. Him. Yeah, yes. about him. And yes. About how like everybody. I had no idea he was Keanu in Toy Reeves. Story Four. He's in Toy Story Four. Yeah. Uh, everybody. The, I even saw like the politics websites because he poses with his hand off of women. Oh, Did you yeah, see yeah, this? Yeah. They're picking the him hand. up. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and like everybody is all over Keanu Reeves. Marvel's casting him. And they haven't even chose the role. They just know they yeah. want him. Yeah, exactly. And, and it's like... And every time I see him on these, these television shows, it's it's the footage from the Microsoft guy. Yeah, yeah. You know, and it, so, I mean, it obviously worked. I mean, there's something magical about Keanu Reeves right now. Apparently Both so. John Wick movies have just, I mean, done wonders for his career. Yeah, which I, it's funny because... It seems like he may be remembered for those now more than The Matrix, yes, which you never would have guessed. that's what I thought, too, because... When he came out on stage, people were, I saw, you know, like in the, the comments, the live reaction, people were like, John Wick, yeah, John nobody Wick. Nobody said Neo. Nobody said Neo. And obviously, you know, we're of a certain... Because we're older. Yeah, we're, we're of a certain age where I was like, okay, he was Neo. And if you're even older than us, you probably Bill remember... And Pat. Yeah. You well, they're, re- they're making a third one of that. Yeah, I can't imagine. I mean, <laughs> and they're also making a new Ghostbusters, too. So. Yeah, I saw that. With the, with what's left of the original cast. Anyway. Yeah. Well, isn't um, the guy who played... What's his name? I feel like he's still alive, but he hasn't signed on. Uh, I think all oh all the living ones. He, no, who who was the name of the Ghostbuster that came on like halfway through the first movie? Remember they signed him late. Yeah, I feel like I the actor's name's Ernie something. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah but, I think he's not returning either. Yeah, which kind of surprises me. Yeah, I know nothing about the guy. Yes, yeah. but no, he must be returning, right? Because I I thought there was three of them. It's, and then obviously well, it's, uh, Egon. Well, it's Bill Murray, it's Dan Aykroyd, and it's, um, what's her face? The girl. Oh, that's right. I can't so remember. Maybe that's the three. I, I feel horrible for not being able to remember but, uh, the actress is yeah. because she's a very the famous actress. The guy that actress. played Egon, and he directed the movie. He's, yeah. He's dead, obviously. Yeah. So. 
So anyway, Cyberpunk seemingly won E3 in a lot of ways. Uh, they got a lot of you know, wish lists out of it. They had the best moment, according to most people. Uh, Pokemon Sword and Shield got the most dislikes of any trailer put on YouTube during E3. What do you, what do you make of that? You know what's funny is I remember last in the last episode you said. I can't remember what I said. I said something, and I honestly meant it. I, I you really, said this looked I, like Pokemon was always meant to be. I, I I really meant whatever the hell I said last episode. And you said, "Oh, you're you're just trying to be a contrarian. You're always trying to be a contrarian." I came away from E3 with sort of the the opposite opinion on these two games of what's written <laughs> yeah, here. Yeah. Like my excitement for Pokemon actually went up, and my my excitement for Cyberpunk. I mean, it just. It's, it's just not... It's just the same. Yeah, it's, yeah. You know, I mean, I'm still excited for it, but I've seen it enough yeah. now that, you know, showing it to me again just does nothing. Well, they haven't really shown much of it, really. They've shown a few CG trailers and, and one... one gameplay. Yeah. yeah. But, I mean, I, like, I get the idea of what... Yeah, yeah, you know, know what so it is. It's, it's, you know... Yeah, it's, not as exciting. It didn't excite me. Yeah. So, um, you know, so once again, I'm just sort of in the, the other camp. You know, I saw there's this game. I think it's called Temtem. This game, like literally, I saw it. It's a Pokemon MMO. It's a Pokemon clone MMO. This looks like everything that Pokemon Sword and Shield should be. Nintendo should be ashamed, honestly. When I saw, <laughs> when you put these two games side by side, you see one developer that's stuck in 1989, yep. and then you see, I see this game, which I'm going to buy and try. And maybe talk about what was it called? Tam Tam? It's like Tam Tam or Tum Tum or Tam Tam or something like that. But it's it, it looks like Pokemon Sword and Shield, but it it's got full online MMO and it's not Pokemon, obviously. Here's the funny thing. This is the actual Pokemon thing that has gone viral. Did you see this Poke Fusion thing? Yes. Which Everybody's loving it. It's yeah. just a website Apparently that it was merges. a big website, yeah. Apparently it's been out for years. Yeah, I seem to recall, recall it a little bit. Years and years. And it and got years viral ago. all of a sudden. Yeah, but now it's back and uh, so, you know everyone's excited. You have to wonder why Nintendo didn't just come up with something like that to make new Pokemon. Do you remember, there was, there was like, there, I guess, you know, there used to be a whole bunch of um, fan-made Pokemon games for yeah. a while that you could play on the internet. Yeah. Do you remember any of those? No. I played one of them, uh, and you know, a, as Nintendo will do. Yeah, they were all shut down. Yeah, um, but it was really incredible, uh, just how in depth. And then, you know, I'm talking years and years and yeah. years. I'm like 15 years ago at least. I really feel that they, Game Freak, Pokemon, they have no excuses at this point. They, to me, they are they're dog food. Like yeah. they're well, terrible. I, I will say this. I will say this. The one, the one real downside to them is. You know, the reason they have to shut these things down is, like, the passion people have... Well, not that. ...put into it. I just mean the way Sword and Shield looks. It looks like a... Well, like yeah, but... Yeah, and I'm gonna get a, I'm gonna get back to that point. It's that the passion that these other projects have make their project look bad. Yeah. Because, like, you know, these... You know, like, that Pokemon game I was playing online 15 years ago yeah. was probably by, like, Three high school kids. Yeah, yeah. But it was it was already more advanced than yeah. the actual games that you could play on your your Nintendo yeah. console. So it's funny you say that because I was just reading. I think it was it was Halo Three or Halo Reach. Uh, some fans, like some small, like a fan group, made either Halo Reach. 
I think it's Halo Reach for PC, and you could play it online. And I heard it was great. Yeah. And it was online for like I think like a year or so, and it had like ten thousand players online at all times. So it was doing really good. So Microsoft got it shut down, which, like you said, as companies do. But what Microsoft and 343 did is they turned around and said, we need you to shut down your game. We're hiring you. And yeah, they hired them. And that, that, I think, is such a, better, a much better move because then you've, you're integrating those fans who are playing that game and say, yeah. like, well, sorry, guys, you can't play it for a while, but good news is... Yeah. Yeah, you know, and things like that, I don't know, Japanese companies... I just never hear stories like that. Yeah, yeah, like it's 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 their product, and that's about everything's the end of it. so futile. I feel like over there, yeah. it's still very yeah, like you know, it's 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 something that's always sort of puzzled me. Is like they got really advanced for for a period of time. Yeah, yeah, and then all of a sudden they're like, okay, well, their gonna... business mindset is much different, though. Yeah, I mean, they got really advanced, which meant they had to give up a lot of stuff, and then it seems like. After the 80s, they just sort of were like, oh, well, we're going to go back to how we used to do things. Yeah. <laughs> and like they, they don't seem to really progress that it's, much. I anymore. think just the old guard has been in charge over there. First, I mean, when you think of Nintendo, and like for real, I mean, Nintendo's made so many strides the last five years, it's incredible. But when you think, it's still like the same group of people. Like, you know, you still yeah. got Miyamoto. Yeah. I, I would have passed away, but um, you still got, what's his name, from HAL Labs, Sakurai. The same people that created the NES are still in charge at Nintendo. And that's to their credit in a lot of ways, yeah. but it also probably holds them back in a lot of ways because yeah. it's literally well, the what's same. Their, what's their new president's name? He, I mean, they, they deliberately went out. I mean, I got to give them some props. They they deliberately went out and got a young... An outsider. Yeah, like a young guy. Yeah. Like they're like, okay, Different you know, vision. We, need to, we need to move in a new direction. We need new blood. So they deliberately went with a younger guy yeah. just for that reason. Yeah. I think that was a good move. Um, so other E3 things. Two games that I talked about last episode from the Devolver Conference. Carrion and Fall Guys. Carrion was that game where you play as the evolving monster. Yeah. Two, 2D side-scroller. Fall Guys is that battle royale, which isn't really a battle royale, but you're like... You're running from the environment, basically, and it looks like a crazy like Ninja Warrior course. Yeah, those games got so many awards, best of E3, both of them. So, shout out to Devolver once again for like seriously, they don't they don't pick up bad games. They, no, they never they seem not to miss. Yeah, I mean, there's some real smart guys over there. Yeah, for real. Um, there's a website they really know what they're doing. Literally a decade in ten dojo. Yeah, shout out to the ten dojo. I used to watch, I used to read that website every day. Um, but something else that came out of E3, and I wanted to get your take on this, because you and I, I think back to like middle school, you and I were always very much into like history and World War Two, you know, like, uh, you know, just the stories from World War Two and war games. We were both into the Call of Duty games, the campaigns before Call of Duty was like really a thing, you know, like those Call of Duty 1 and Call of Duty 2, the World War Two, that's all the games were. Yeah. So... Call of Duty has been known to dabble in, you know, I don't know what you want to call it, questionable decisions, like, let's say the no Russian level, where you play as a terrorist yeah. shooting up that, That's airport. obviously the first yeah. level that comes to everyone's um, mind. I think they've had a couple other things out there, but nothing nearly as close to that. No. Well, right. Modern Warfare, the new game, uh, is said to make no Russian look like child's play. 
and that um, there's just a lot of very the controversy has come and I've actually heard a lot of veterans like speaking out against it because what I'm hearing from people uh, is that you know Call of Duty is kind of trying to make sim- war simultaneously look uh, cool well brutal and violent and badass and oh, yeah. um, you know I- I've heard some veterans taking serious issues with that like well you can make the cool video game or you could make you know the brutal you know realistic depiction of war but I've even heard a lot of veterans and I I get both sides I guess you know saying that you can't make a video don't like quit trying to say that you're making a realistic war, war game there's no such thing like yeah. it's it's a, it's an insult to all of us to oh, say yeah, yeah, that yeah. you are doing such you know and yeah. uh, I don't know what do you think about the whole thing I mean I get what they're saying I get what they're saying for sure um you know, this is something that I've, I've always thought about a little bit, especially with all these, um, you know, the, these shooters that are going for yeah. more and more realistic. Or even even like the ones that were in the 1940s. Like, a lot of them glorify, you know, and romanticize yeah. what happened. Or, and, yeah. And, you know, I always wondered when, as a society, we would be like, okay, well, do we really want to do that? Yeah. Do we really want to, you know, show... This level looks exactly like you know we're we're looking at um, some of the modern warfare and uh, modern warfare. This is modern warfare four. This oh, is the old one. Yeah. This one looks exactly like a level in in Rainbow Six Siege. Um, this is yeah. This is the original Call of Duty modern warfare. Wow, wow this looks so much like a, a uh, one of the maps in Siege. But um, you know, I always just wondered when we as a society would start to think like, well. Should we really be romanticizing yeah. this stuff? And that, that goes for movies too. Yeah, yeah. There's tons of movies that. Uh, well, that's the thing is, I I think movies do it to a far worse degree because yeah. a lot of the violence, to me, the depictions of violence in movies are still much more impactful, I think, than anything I've ever seen in a video game. Personally, yeah. Um, some people may feel different because you know, in a game, you're in control, and you yeah. know, um. But, like, when I see certain things in movies, and I'm by no means prude to violence. Like, I'm not like, oh, God, this is, you know. But when I see certain things in movies, like, I, I will literally, like, cringe and be like, ah, oh, you know what I mean? Like, yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, but I've never done that in a game because I know it's a game. And it doesn't yeah. But And I don't know if, if graphics have quite reached that level to make you. I do. You know, I, I do. I Because I've heard. You know, there's there's this one. It's actually the guy who we saw speak at PAX. Remember that guy at the pod or the uh, like the what do they call it? Like the startup panel or whatever. Yeah. There's the, the like yeah. the podcasters and stuff. It, and he wore a hat. Like he wore like a beanie oh, the yeah, whole time. Yeah, yeah. Yep. He's a veteran. He was a marine. He looks like he would be too. Yeah, and he's spoken out like nonstop about this. Like you know, there's some different. There's different branches of the military that are using games to recruit. And, and he's, he's like, that is totally wrong. Like, you should not be doing that. Because yeah. you're pulling in people that are playing video games and you're telling them, like, oh, come join the military. And he's, yeah. it's not... I mean, I, I, I'm not going to lie. I love shooters. Oh, so I, do I. I, I love I don't, it. I, I love romanticizing wars. I, <laughs> I love all of that. But at the end of the day, you know, with, with clear eyes and, and I, an honest heart, I can't tell you that that's a good idea. Well, and, and I think... I think what gets me is, you know, like, 
no, like I said, nothing that I have seen in a game. No Russian was one of the only levels that I ever played in a game, and I truly felt kind of like bad about. Yeah. Like I don't know if I should be. Not like I can't handle it, but like I think the question that I ask is, why are we doing this? Well, like, like I just wonder. They're I, literally just trying to get attention, and. It's like, was this really necessary? You know what, what I mean? What year was that? What year was that? We were still in high out? school. Yeah, I mean, that was like right after 9-11, too. It was no later than 2005. Yeah. 2004, 2005. I mean, it was, it was so close to 9-11, and obviously, you know, terrorism and, and people being killed by terrorists was, you know, everything yeah. to the country at that point. So, I, I don't know if they'll ever really be able to make another level that shocks people well that they're saying that this game does that they've seen stuff from it and that it's like truly like yeah surpassed i don't know i think the environment of the country you know like the the climate towards See, terrorism. Like nothing that we're watching right now like it's fine it's it's yeah. it's a first person shooter i think the things that i when i play something like no russian and i don't know what modern warfare has in store but they say it's worse like you you literally I don't even know if I want to say it on the podcast, but, but then again, I, part of me wonders if well, yeah, so, violence involving children. Let me put it that oh, way. Oh yeah, that's not good. And um, um, like that, when I hear stuff like that, I think of like as a developer, like why did you have to do this? And they're gonna say like they want, you know, they want to show the brutal realism of war. Because let's face it, there's children, child soldiers, and stuff. It's real. Yeah. But at the same time, it's like, like you said, do you want to glorify this? Yeah. Like, do you want it to be like? badass like mm-hmm. it's not yeah I don't know like I'm of two minds and this is this is gonna really no get, I am too get a little bit off topic here because I just read a story today about there was there was a cop that was shot and killed and as he lay dying someone pulled out their phone and, mm-hmm. and live streamed mm-hmm. on Facebook and obviously half half the people are saying you know like well at least half maybe more are saying like you know you, you shouldn't have done that that's, yeah. that's like the worst thing you could possibly do I think it is. And I, to me, that's way too far. But to that me, guy's got a family. He's yeah, got. Yeah, I know. But to me, maybe people need to see the the reality of the situation. Like this is this is what guns get you. You know, like this is this is what we have in this country. You know, yeah. because like you've never seen someone shot and laying dying yeah, in front yeah. of you. I've never seen it. Yeah. Thank God. But maybe if we see it, we all you know more people will be like, oh well. I don't want this in my country. Yeah. You know? Like, let's, yeah. let's move to change this. Yeah. So, I don't know. I don't know. It, it, to me, it sort of was like, should we bury the truth? Or maybe, maybe you know, having games show you some horrific stuff will sort of kick you into a more honest position. Well, that, and I think that's the question is, um, you know, when you, I, I guess when you play it, do you feel badass or do you feel well, yeah. horrible? And, and, and when, when you play it, I guarantee there'll be people who give both answers. And that's what... Like, it has to be like a perfect depiction to drive a message home of anti-violence. Yeah. Like, uh, uh, because well, I, it's, it's just a really thin line. It's yeah, really and thin. That's, that was my other... the other Because I said I was with two minds. And that was my other mind. It's like some people are going to do this and they're going to enjoy it. Right, right. And then that's... That's obviously an issue. So I don't know. I don't know. It's what a psychological. The there's no right answer. Yeah. There's, it's just. Yeah. I get. I get all sides of it. You know, violence that has never offended me. Um, you know, I, and I'm of the. I'm of the opinion also that video games are an art form. So I don't want them censored. But I can say, 
when I play something, I feel like this was too much, and I feel like the developer was literally just pushing the envelope in a way that just got them attention. Yeah. That's not what I want. You know, I, I don't want people putting you know atrocities in their games just for sales. And that's kind of how I feel like it. Yeah. What it is, but you know, th- th- does Call of Duty really need to do that? To you know what I mean? Well, this is maybe, Call of Duty. I mean, we were talking about how you know, like no one really gets excited for Call of Duty games anymore. But, but it was yeah. the most. It was more profitable than Avengers last I, I year. I know, I know, but no one gets. I don't know. No one's. No one's actually excited. Well, who's excited to play? It's sort of like Madden. A campaign it's with sort of like Madden. I, I don't really buy anyone is excited for the new Madden. <laughs> well, who gets? I, I I just think you buy it because you like you like Madden, but you're not excited. No. And that's sort of the vibe I got from Call of Duty the last few years. They're you, definitely you bought it just because they're definitely trying to get game. people excited for it. But I, I don't know. I, I just feel like they've probably and I haven't seen it, so I can't condemn it. But I feel like they've probably done it in a way that was just unnecessary, and I that mean, bothers sure. me. Sure, and that's what they're going for. So, right, that's exactly what they're going for. I don't for. know to get people talking, to get people yeah. like you and I talking, to get other I mean, people listening. On the one hand, you know. I, Freedom of expression. Right. It is an art. I, yeah. I, I don't so, deny their right. So even to, if I don't like it, I don't I, deny I their right to do in, it. Yeah. Right. Right. I do believe it's an art form, but I do, you know, reserve my right to then critique it and say I think this was done like in poor taste. Yeah. Okay. So uh, let's move on to the next topic. Um, probably all happier topics from yeah. there on out. Well, not quite. <laughs> well, it's still probably more a little happy. bit happier yeah. than this one, but. Uh, so Amazon Game Studios, you know, the one company that, you know, we've had Google jump in, we've had Apple jump in, um, you know, a lot of new contenders, kind of Epic Game Store, you know, a lot of new new people jumping into the foray here and, and the console wars, so to speak. Everybody's kind of been waiting for, they're the next one, you know, what's Amazon going to do? Because they're supposedly working on their own streaming service, uh, you know, their own games, they have their own game, uh, I don't want to call it publisher now, but that's basically what it is their own game studios uh well they just laid off dozens of people and canceled multiple projects because apparently some of them weren't going that well um what do you make of this do you make this as well they're just a new game company trying to find their way or do you think amazon's maybe just backing off yeah i don't know i don't really know what to make of this part of me wonders because they've got all the money in the world i mean well yeah and and i don't know I feel like usually when you look at the big tech companies, yeah. Amazon, Microsoft, Google, you know, uh, Apple, usually one of them will start doing something. Well, let me let me back this up. <laughs> it almost seems like they all start doing something at the same time. Yeah, it does. Almost just because they like one will jump out in front. And start doing something, but the only reason they did that was because they believed that everybody one, of, else. one of the other ones were going to do it. So, so it's almost like this chicken and egg. This paradox. happens in music. This happens everywhere. All of a sudden, everybody's got songs that sound exactly the same, all yeah, at the yeah. same time. So, so you know, like Facebook's movies, uh, same thing. Facebook's new currency. There, the only reason they did it, and they said this, the only reason they did it was because they thought Google was going to do it. Yeah. So it's almost like this chicken and egg paradox where. They only do stuff because get out believe, ahead. Because they believe get out some, ahead. Yeah. one of their competitors are doing it. Right. So, 
part of me wonders, like, did Amazon look at Microsoft and say, well, they got gaming, and then, you know, Apple's getting into gaming, Google's getting into gaming, and so, like, Amazon was like, oh, well, yeah. we better get into gaming. Yeah. It's like, that's where everybody else is going. Found out it was too hard and um, then backed out. <laughs> yeah, and it almost, it, it sort of has sort of a, a feel of Microsoft when they unveiled the Xbox One originally, mm-hmm. and how it was going to be TV, 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 yeah. because Apple was doing TV, and, yeah. you know, everybody was all of a sudden, Amazon was doing TV, everybody was doing TV, so Microsoft's got to do TV, yeah. too, and then, you know, Microsoft was like, oh, you know, they, the backlash happened, and then they're like, okay, we're out of here. Um, part of me wonders if, you know, Amazon saw that Apple doesn't have much in gaming, yeah. and then they're like, "Okay, well, I guess, we can scale it back. Yeah, we don't need much either." So I, I don't know what's going on. I probably took it more along the lines of they're a new company in the gaming space. They probably don't quite know what they're doing yet, you know. So they probably have a bunch of projects in development, and they're probably like, "Well, you know, these two or three aren't aren't up to par, so we're gonna downscale." And I think. I think the thing is, I think the thing that surpri- I don't know if I want to say it surprises me. If I'm a company like Amazon, if I'm a company like Google, I really, really wanted to get into gaming and make an impact. You could buy up five big developers in a second. Yeah. Like Microsoft has shown that there's tons of studios out there. If you come to them with a check and say, "Hey, you're going to get to develop whatever you want," you know, I heard Tim Schafer talking about Double Fine. You know why? Why did you let Microsoft buy you when you've been such a stalwart indie studio? You know, why did you sell out? And he said, like, they literally came in. They said, you're going to be able to keep making whatever you want, but it's going to be for us. It's our platform. Yeah. And they were like, well, why wouldn't we do that? Yeah. Like, they're not asking us to do anything different. And, and that, they're going to put it on PC. So it's right, not like, right. you know, it's actually And xCloud will have it on, it'll have it on tablets, it'll and have the, it on and phones. apparently, depending on what game it is, they'll even let it go to Nintendo. Yeah. So, and, you know. and I mean, I've heard them say they want stuff on PlayStation. Yeah. Um, and I, I think, I think that's what I don't quite get. And that's why I don't buy that Google and Amazon and Apple are going to be these huge players in gaming. Because it seems like they're sticking their toe in the water comparatively. Yeah. These guys could these guys are giants of well, companies. And and they're like, Oh yeah, we've got we're making two games and it's like, well, why wouldn't you just buy up a bunch of, not even the developers. Pay whoever to make an exclusive Assassin's Creed. You know, I don't know. I'm just saying, yeah. like, these are companies that if they were really serious could just write whatever check they want. Yeah, exactly. And they're not doing it. So it makes me wonder like what is their vision? But I feel I'll like say, their vision is much more limited. I'll say this. I'm a little surprised from Amazon because unlike Google, where Google is well documented, where they just they bail seem, out all the they time. just seem to throw everything against the wall yeah. and just see if something sticks. Yeah, like, and literally. They don't, they don't care like if nine out of ten projects fail. Yeah, and we've got the money. And Stadia almost has that written all over it. Yeah. Where, where it's going to fail and they're going to pull the plug and that'll be that yeah. and walk away. The technology will continue to go forward and evolve. Streaming games is here to stay. But Amazon, Amazon, they're they're not usually no. like that. Like, no. Usually how Amazon works is Jeff Bezos gets his eye on something and says, I want that. Pedal the metal. And yeah, they just throw everything at it until they have that. Yeah. And so and that's, yeah, that's kind of weird. That's I why know. I do think that this was probably just, you know, they're a new company. They said that we've got five games in development. No, these two or three aren't working out. We're going to scale back and we're going to continue with these two and we're going to start two new ones instead of spending money on these failed yeah. ones. 
Yeah, you know, there's a there's a book called um, it's it's a Jeff Bezos biography, every the Everything Store. It, you know, if you ever want something to read, an interesting read, that is a a good book. Yeah, just a slight aside there. <laughs> Um, because that guy, when, like I say, when he gets his eye on something, he doesn't stop until he has. Well, how much? It, so. the, the, like that's what I'm saying is there's unlimited resources with these companies, yeah. and I, that's why I wonder, like you know, Google and Apple's plans so far that they have shown me has really shown me that they're like they're really just sticking their toe in the water and seeing if seeing how much success they can get before they jump in, and I think that doing that. Unless they get real lucky with a big hit game that's only exclusive on their platform, yeah. I don't think it's going to be all that major. But yeah, I mean, just one final thought. It's just so bizarre because what games have they made? And they oh, have, Amazon. Yeah, they. Well, they've got that MMO. It's called like New World, I yeah, think. Yeah, I mean, I think we were watching that just a second. Yeah, ago. I think so. It's like a medieval yeah. uh, style. Is that out though? Is that it's in like alpha or something? Like I don't ever see games actually no. released. No, ever. No, I don't think they've fully released one yet. And they they bought that studio Double Helix. Oh yeah, I remember that. Which was the studio that made um, Killer Instinct the re- the remake. Oh yeah, that's Xbox right. One. Yeah. And so I mean, they're a great studio, yeah. and I wish Microsoft had bought them. Um, Bet you they regret that one. Yeah, I bet they do a little bit too. Because I think, and a lot of people think, Killer Instinct's the best. There's no reason to not go forward with that franchise. Yeah, that was it. Was really one of the only bright spots. Yeah, especially like the first year. So, yeah, you had that, and you had Titanfall, and that was it. That first year, that was really all they had. I mean, really, for the entire generation, there was like that, Titanfall, and and um, shoot, was like uh, Insomniac game. Sunset, Sunset Overdrive. Overdrive. Yeah. Well, they've had a lot of other, uh, you know, oh, cup, the cup, Cuphead, yeah. Ori, Forza. Um, you know, they've yeah. had some. Yeah, that's true. But as far as AAA, not yeah. Halo Five. That's for sure. Yeah, yeah. No, actually, I I actually did like Halo Five. I thought there was bright spots in the multiplayer. I thought the campaign yeah. was atrocious. Yeah, atrocious. Worst Halo campaign. Breakout bar was, none. Breakout was, Breakout was great. Yeah. Uh, I hope that carries over to Halo Infinite. Yeah. Um, I I did have some fun with that like PvP. I think it was Warzone. I didn't love it, but I had some fun with it. Yeah. The hybrid mode there. Um, so I don't know. Um, so I finally I'm I'm excited to talk about this. You know how I feel like for the last twenty episodes we've been saying, well, what the hell is auto chess? Like, what is all the big deal about it? You know, <laughs> I finally got to play it, and I'm gonna try to explain it. So I played both auto chess, the standalone game. For mobile, and I played Dota Underlords for PC. So literally since the last episode, we've had Auto Chess for mobile come out, Dota Underlords for PC and mobile come out, and League of Legends team fight. Talk about doing something all at the same time. There are now three competing big Auto Chess games like that have popped up in the last month. Okay? I'm gonna have to look into this. So this is how it works. I'm gonna try to explain this. Because I tried watching these games like on Twitch, and I'm like, what the hell is going on? Like, I yeah, have no I, idea. I don't know. So at the beginning of every round, it gives you a selection of five different pieces, which are really just heroes or characters from Dota or League of Legends or whatever. And they all have their different abilities. So you, have a, you have, there's, a, there's an in-game economy. You're given a certain amount of gold at the beginning of each round. Uh-huh. 
And you have to try to build certain team compositions because there's synergies. Like you get bonus bonuses. Like let's say you get three warriors, on uh-huh. this, then you get like extra armor. If you get three savages, you get extra attack speed. And every round, your pieces literally just fight against the other team's pieces. You don't need to do anything really. You can move their you can move around their positions a little bit. I assume this guy's saying the exact same thing you are. Right? Probably. That's um, how but but that's <laughs> the, I think describing it it doesn't quite do it any justice because the more and more you play it you realize it has like literally incredible depth all the different compositions that you can build uh, the economy like you get gold at the beginning of each round and it, you can collect interest on it by saving it so, so is this the next big thing I think it's already here it's already here I I checked the the uh, the team fight tactics Twitch one night, which is League of Legends version, yeah, had like a hundred thousand viewers. It had exploded. Um, it's gonna get. There's gonna be a competitive scene for it. I guarantee. There's gonna be all these other knockoffs coming in the next year. It's the next big. And what I really liked about it is that for like the past year, I've been playing almost nothing but. You know, yeah, super high you know, octane first person shooters. Yeah. Just well, I play other shooters. So it's a it's a different speed. It, it kind of let me relax yeah. and, and slow <clears throat> down and like think strategically and yeah. uh, experiment with different builds and team compositions. And uh, you know, I really had a lot of fun with it. My only real complaint um, is each game takes like probably like forty five minutes or more. So I do think that's a little tough. If you want to play it, you gotta like sit down for an hour. To play that's what I like about RTS. One so. game. Well, right. If you're in the except, mood for it, then yeah, you know. Something RTS is a little more, um, probably probably a little less relaxing because it's happening real. There's time. a lot more management. Yeah. yeah, and it can get a little frantic. But this, but. I mean, for real, I, I if you haven't played any version of Auto Chess yet, I really recommend it because there's just something. Even when I was losing terribly. I was having a good time, like laughing at just like how bad I was failing, you oh, know. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. And um, it was just something new. Yeah, and I like trying. There's out something about things. games, especially the slower ones, um, where you can really sit back and and just appreciate the way you're being destroyed. Yeah, <laughs> see, that was the, that's the thing. Like, like I would watch some people that were so good, and I just watched myself get demolished. And I was oh like, yeah, yeah. My God, like that Actually, guy, that's incredible. Really, yeah, they, I mean, that's true for any game, really. I don't know. I remember playing Madden online, just getting absolutely crushed. In a lot of shooters, people. sometimes like, okay. it frustrates me. I'm like, that guy, you know, oh, like, yeah. how'd he do shooters, that? Okay, that's true. One caveat, shooters, that's never the case. You know, <laughs> <laughs> this guy's hacking. Oh, yeah. And, you know, but I, I really enjoyed it. So, um, you know, Auto Chess already has a battle pass. Underlords is uh, technically in beta. Dota Underlords. Teamfight Tactics, I think, technically launched today. So you're going to see so much more from these these games. I'm positive. So uh, I definitely recommend checking them out. Come watch some of my streams. I'll be playing it on stream some. I can help teach a little bit. And you'll get to see my failures and uh, <laughs> learn fears not to do. Uh, so... We've talked pretty extensively on this show about a lot of the labor and monetization issues that yeah. gaming has, you know, the crunch, the infamous crunch, and uh, you know the whole loot box controversy. Um, and we've talked about how really, you know, love them or hate them, it's one of the few options that developers have to monetize their games that we know of now. I mean, you got the upfront sales, you've got loot boxes, paid 
just straight up paid skins or whatever, yeah. and then subscriptions. Uh, well, Bernie Sanders has publicly pushed now, and in a pretty prominent way, like just literally about the gaming industry. Like he made a whole point that the gaming industry needs to unionize because of all the labor issues they're having and you know, eighty-hour work weeks and so on and so forth. And uh, the millionaire class and the billionaire class. <laughs> you were a huge Bernie fan in two thousand. Gave him some money. Um, so I don't know. What do you? This is the first time I've seen a major. I think the thing was most intriguing to me. I don't really care. I shouldn't say I don't care. I don't have an opinion one way or another on the unionization issue. It's just that there is a prominent United States elected official, you know, calling on the gaming industry specifically. You know, this wasn't a blanket call. Well, America needs to unionize. This was the gaming industry. Do you think there's any industry where Bernie Sanders will say no? Well, no, no to unions. I no, mean. but that's that's what I found interesting was that he was specifically calling on gaming. He didn't say, "Well, everybody needs to unionize." He said, "Oh yeah, yeah. there's a problem in this industry yeah. that can be solved by the." Well, I mean, I mean, you I'm can debate little, that. I'm or a little not. cynical. I'm a little cynical. I mean, I'm I'm. Feeling the burn still a little bit, but <laughs> I forgot about that statement. But feeling I'm, the burn, I'm a little cynical as he tries to cancel to, all student debt. As to yeah, I mean, you or think, government help. You think about debt. who and what he's been appealing to, and I don't know. Maybe maybe in a way he's sort of given up in a way. You think he was targeting younger people? Oh, obviously. This? I mean, if if you think about well, do you think it's that, or do you think he legitimately sees it as a major issue? I'm both. I mean, why can't it be both? It can't be. Uh, Speaking as a politician, I'm telling you, it can't be. I mean, why Why wasn't he... Um, there There was just a Volkswagen plant Yeah. in Tennessee, I believe, and they just had a vote. Are we going to unionize? Yeah. Like there, it's a plant that hasn't unionized, and now all other Volkswagen plants on the planet yeah. are unionized. Yeah. So they just had a vote. Are we going to unionize? They voted no. Mm-hmm. Now Bernie Sanders could have been there saying, "Hey, no, 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 you yeah. guys, you guys should be unionized," right? You know, but instead he re- he he rather focus on gaming. And yeah. What demographic? So you think does, this was just a gaming, political move? I mean, I, everything with a politician has to be a political move, right? Well, no, I think you can legitimately care oh, about something. Oh no, no, no. Oh well, I think it's obvious. Bernie is a socialist through and through. <laughs> I mean, he, he even he even uses the terms yeah, brothers and sisters. Yeah. <laughs> you know, like he is truly a socialist through and through. You know what he also is? Crazy old man. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> he is to the point shouting where, at the clouds. Like I was supporting him, as I said, but then I got a little scared of just how socialist he really is. <laughs> Uh, I'm, I, I think I think that's all. I don't I don't want to get into more of the politics <laughs> side. No. I, I, I what, what I wanted to point out, you made you know that's a fair point. But I just wanted to point out that this is one of the first times, aside from the which I felt was total crap, the this loot box discussion that they're just trying to make everybody feel like victims. That a major United States politician or elected official has you know really drawn attention to the gaming industry. Yeah. So. Uh, that for me was worth talking about. Yeah, I mean, um, you can de- debate whether it's a good idea or not. The last I don't care. time we ever got any uh, positive political attention, and you know, maybe some people will feel this is this isn't positive political attention here with Bernie. Um, the last time we we got this kind of attention was Angela Merkel in Germany when she opened. Yeah, uh, yeah. Gamescom. Uh, Gamescom. Yeah. yeah. So. 
So now, the God Mode moments. Take God Mode moments, our rumors section. I don't know if you, I think I, you theorized this. Now, uh, you know, I think one of my first things when I saw Nintendo's E3 conference was no new Switch, because we've been hearing about this souped up version that's coming, the mini version that's coming, you know, and they didn't announce it. So we were all like, well, where's the new Switch? Um, so the rumor is that Nintendo has moved uh, Switch production out of China to somewhere else in Asia. We don't know where yet. But it's basically been confirmed that there's three Switch SKUs that are already being produced there. So the it's assumed the standard Switch, we already have it now. Yep. The mini, the handheld only version, and then the whatever you want to call it, you know. The vanilla. 4K version or whatever. Oh. Um, oh, yeah, that's right. You already, you already went with the vanilla one. Yeah. Um, so when do you think we'll see these? That's my question. Because we basically know they're coming, but I when? think we would have seen them. I think we would have seen them at E3. Had not for the production. Had not for... I mean, this is, this is one of the tangible casualties of the trade war, I think. Yeah. Is that this had to be delayed because yeah. they were like, well, you know... They, they looked around and they were like, well, we're not sure if we can actually sell these or yeah. even produce these because, you know, what's going on? Um, so they probably had to hold off. We have to and, be the uh, only... I just want to say this. Sorry to interrupt you. We have to be the only podcast that gets into gaming and economic history. Oh, I know, I know. I'm just time, like, oh, God. We're going to be the only one. I mean, politics are just creeping into well, every I think we're, game we're. I don't think we're being... Uh, I'm not really taking sides. We're just no, 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 no. picking apart. I mean, it's just analyzing. It is what it is. We're analyzing. It is yeah. what it is. I mean, obviously, the real world politics, you know, nowhere safe. Yeah, yeah. That, and not gaming, that's for sure. Um, so here we are. Yeah, this to me is more of an economic discussion. But um, but it's nice to know that I do you know, hope still we get smoke. one of them this fall. Yeah, it's I, nice I, to know I have that to hope. Smoke there. Nintendo wants at least one of them out this fall. I mean, yeah. and probably the cheaper one, I would assume. That's what I thought, the, the mini. Um, and that's why I haven't pulled the trigger on this Switch yet. You sent it to me, and I thought about buying it. There was that yeah. deal for 250 bucks, and I was like, So now my, my theory is I want to know when are these coming? Maybe. So. Maybe Gamescom. Gamescom's uh, the month before Tokyo Game Show, so. Yeah. We will see. But I hope they release shortly thereafter because I kind of want to know which version if I'm going to buy a version gotta get it gotta get it for that uh, Luigi's Mansion 3 literally I only want to play Tetris 90. get that uh, Gooigi I don't know what that's about <laughs> don't ask so you know another thing we've talked about extensively that Microsoft was developing two versions of the Scarlet the Lockhart and the Anaconda the Lockhart was the low end cheap version entry level and I know at one point you had texted me and said that, you know, you heard that the Lockhart was really not that much more powerful than the X. Actually, I heard it was less powerful. Could be. Six um, versus four. And But it may have, you know, it probably had the SSD. It probably had certain other upgrades. Well, yeah, I think I think the catch was is that it's going to have the much, much more powerful CPU. Right, right. Which was going to be the catch. Um, so, you know, so that was Microsoft's plan was to have this very cheap version of the Scarlet and then the Anaconda which was going to be the high end, like the Xbox One X now. Um, but then at E3, and I noticed this during the show, they didn't say anything about that. They just said, well, here's Project Scarlet and yeah. nothing else. Yep. So shortly after E3, all this inside word started coming out. 
Which is funny because then we talk about this like a hundred times. We then we talk about the naming soup. Like it went from Scarlet, then there was Lacar yeah, yeah. and Anaconda, yeah. and then apparently in the Back end there was only Scarlet. Yeah. Well, and that's apparently what has happened is apparently Microsoft has killed that they were not going to do two versions at least to start. They're just going to launch one console, at least you know basically the Anaconda. Um, and at first I was like, ah, oh, that's an interesting approach, but. Because all the games are compatible across all the systems now, I think instead of having Lockhart, you can just continue to sell the Xbox One X, drop the price even more, have that be your Lockhart, and then you'll have the Anaconda. You know, imagine if you could buy an Xbox One X when the Scarlet drops for two forty nine, yeah. two ninety nine. Yeah. Um, it, we basically know that for at least two to three years, at least. All games that release on Scarlet will also be playable on the Xbox One. There's really no reason for a lower end skew if you've got that X. Yeah, and I think that's probably what they're thinking. Was, yeah, in my opinion, I think you will. They might actually do sort of an inverse of what they did before, in that you'll get the more powerful version first. first. Yeah. And then we might see a cheaper, yeah, less powerful version. Two years down the road. Later, yeah. yeah the mini. The the, the mid, yeah, and almost sort of like what Nintendo's doing. Yeah, know? yeah. Um, you know where they, where they have, you know, maybe a new one with less features like the 2DS yeah. later in the life. Yeah. And um, so I, I do believe maybe that's the model that they're they're going for now. I just don't see, you know. Time sites 2020 because at first I was all on board with it. it the X is already a pretty powerful console. It's yeah. going to run Halo Infinite. But its CPU is so gimped. That's the issue. Right. But would you rather make a whole new SKU for that lower end version um, that's really only, like you said, around the same power level? But you could just sell people because yeah. the cost where... of making a whole new console. Yeah. You could just take the inventory you already have, keep selling it, and then... Yeah, you know, they were in a tricky situation. And from what I'm thinking now, I'm thinking that, you know, they, they were looking at their options and they're like, okay, well, we got the X and the X is going to be more powerful than our lower, our new right, lower end. Right, But they also have this situation where, like I've been saying, this the CPU is a lot more powerful. And yeah. that that's going to make a big difference... Especially now where graphics, like, you know, each generation, there's, you know, there's not that big of a difference yeah. in graphics anymore. That's the performance that so, we're getting into So the now. CPUs are actually starting to become more important because, you know, that's going to let you change physics and, yeah. you know, this, that, and the other Frames thing. Frames per second. The animation. Yeah. Like, that stuff is going to be more noticeable yeah. than, than, like, you know, the lighting or, yeah. you know, especially now that we're hitting ray tracing after that, I mean... And the else. funny thing about ray tracing is I have it. I literally don't notice anything. <laughs> I know it's there. I appreciate that. Yeah. I, I whatever. I, like, literally on most of my games, especially the multiplayer ones, I turn lighting off. But I think we've really sort of hit sort of the uncanny valley. That's what I mean. Like, where, it's not necessary. You know, games are going to, yeah, they're going to look a little bit better. And maybe, you know, maybe over like 20 years, we'll be like, okay, yeah, you know, the graphics have come come a long way yeah but it's not like it used to be where like each generation well, was a radical and I think the interesting the thing is and I've always said this no matter how powerful you know your 
your platform gets, your PC, whatever, it's only as powerful as the amount that developers are willing to invest in it. Yeah. And you see, you know, a company like Rockstar took seven years to make Red Dead Redemption 2. There's very few developers out there that can even afford to do that. Yeah. So you're still, you're sure, you're going to have games for the next forever that push graphical limits, but they're going to be few and far between because most of these studios just can't afford to do it. Well, they, can, they can stylize their games in cool ways, and you know, you got a lot of indie developers making cool. Those guys can't push graphics like that. They, yeah. They're never going to have games that look like Naughty Dog's games, yeah. you know? And I don't really think I, I quite grasped what I was trying to explain in that they, they don't really have good options because the X has the largest user base. Yeah. But the X has the GIMP CPU. And so, like, what are you going to do? Like, because they had already promised that they're not going to drop, you know, the yes. X. Yeah. So, so in a way, the, That's C- what I mean. the CPU advantage of this new console is sort of negated by yeah. that because you're still going to have to develop for the X CPU. Right, right. That's, that's what a, I mean. That's a huge issue. Yeah. And if you're going to have to do that, then the lower tier model really made no sense yeah. at that point because yeah. it was going to be less graphically powerful than the X. Yeah. And you're not even going to be able to use the CPU for the next two years because they're still supporting the X, which has yeah. the largest user yeah. base. So, you know, once you looked at it, it was like, well, the lower tier one doesn't, make, doesn't yeah. make sense at least at this point right. not until at least they you know they say okay we're not going to make games for the X anymore at some point they're going to have for to this yeah. CPU. at some point they're going to have to move on but yeah I, they've got two three years before they got to worry yeah. about that and until I think, the, until they're ready to let go of the X and its CPU and, and it you know sense. we don't know what will be happening uh, with streaming. Where will we be in three years? Game yeah, streaming. Where will true. we be? But uh, I'll say this: I'm 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 really disappointed too at the same time because I wanted I wanted a situation where the high end model could yeah. be super high end in yeah, a way yeah. we've never seen before. And I was really hoping that maybe this would finally be the time where Microsoft like said, "Okay, we're we're PC gaming." You yeah. Know, like, we're going to give you essentially a PC yeah. that, that can live in your living room. A souped up PC. Yeah, and like you can do whatever you want. You yeah. can do whatever whatever you can do on Windows 10, you can do on this yeah. Xbox. And that's that to me is the dream, and that's the thing that only Xbox can really yeah, give true. you. Yeah, that's true. That's true. And I just keep waiting for them to just embrace that. And, you know, like it's weird because they've embraced Steam again. Yeah. They, they've dropped the UW, uh, UWP, yeah. which was really unpopular. So it seems like they've been embracing Windows, you know, PC gaming more and more. PC Game Pass. So please, just just give me an Xbox that is a PC. Yeah. You know, like, you know, if they go on stage next year and say, okay, here it is, you can play all your Steam games right here yeah. on this console. Like, yeah. people are going to go crazy. I, I think mean, there's going to blow my. Th- there might be licensing issues with that, but I don't know. I yeah, don't I don't know. know either. I mean, obviously, they're going to have to share their platform with somebody else, and they don't want to do that. Although, I mean, like, if you sold somebody the game on Steam and then they're playing it on a diff- technically a whole different platform, maybe not because if it's running Windows, the Xbox itself is running Windows, If it, yeah. then it yeah, takes exactly. care of itself. I mean, uh, what would be the difference between the PC yeah. over here and I don't the know. Xbox? I don't know either. Um, but I just wish they would just finally embrace that and yeah. let that be one of the biggest differentiators Strategy. between yeah. them and everybody else. 
All right, so that's all of our hardware news for the week, all the rumors. Um, so I don't know how much we want to get into this, but uh, Facebook is launching a cryptocurrency, and Matt and I have talked in private pretty extensively about it. But this thing's backed by who? Like Visa, MasterCard, Spotify, uh, Uber, Lyft. Um, you know, and they, they they said there's more. So there's more. A lot of people coming. are anticipating that this may be the crypto. To end all cryptos, yeah. that this and you know I, it's funny that because I don't know if it was you who said this or me who said this or both of us, like this really almost feels like the future that movie that's set in the future where like the evil empire starts to seize control yeah, of yeah, the yeah, whole yeah. world. That was actually because, my take too. You know we've got all these issues with Facebook, the privacy yeah. stuff and the the you know plagiar there's play blatant plagiarism and alternate facts and you know like just so many issues with Facebook and social media really in general Facebook's just the face of it haha uh-huh. yeah. um, and they're just you know I, I think back when you go back and you like you know Facebook is literally the guy behind it he's really anti-social he, he stole <laughs> he stole Facebook yeah. he really did he stole it from other people yeah you know it's it's very ironic actually. He's like the typical like I movie was, villain. I was actually just listening to this the other night. Do you know who he stole it from? Yeah, those brothers. The, the brothers who were like the godfathers of Bitcoin. Yes. Uh, and now here he comes yes. once again to steal their thunder. Uh, and you know, it's just once I heard that, I was like, oh my god, of course, you know, like of course. It really does all of a sudden feel like we are the Winkle Winkle Bros. We, we are really just pawns in a big game of worldwide chess all of a sudden where yeah it's like and you know it's funny because you and i have talked about like as a government you know like nobody at least our government barely seems to know anything about this yeah and this is really the one of the biggest threats to not only our currency but the whole way our economy runs yes and like it it really feels like some of these you know, cryptos and privately owned corporations that, you know, distribute these cryptos and stuff, they're starting to, like, surpass the level of influence that the government had. Yeah. And that should be both, I think there's, like, there's interesting possibilities, and then there's also major things to fear as well. Um, and I don't want to get into all that, but... Yeah. No, but I mean, it's such a t- weird time to be alive. I mean, right after, oh yeah, it, it's, it's definitely starting to get very interesting. It is. I mean, we were definitely sort of in a in a dull time period for a while yeah, there, but yeah. then all of a sudden, man, it's just everything's it's starting just, to kick into overdrive. Yeah, it's I'm getting interesting. We're the flying cars, that yeah, you know, I mean, like they're coming. But um, Jetsons. Um, yeah, right after the the conference was over, that they pulled the wraps off of this. Um, you know, the French government, the German government, the American government, you know, like instantly said, okay, we're going to investigate that. Something's going we're, on. We're, we're going to yeah. investigate now the we're hell out of this. Yeah. I mean, one U.S. senator from California even said, you know, you, you got to stop. You got to stop until we can investigate this. Yeah. Obviously, they're not going to stop. But um, so, you know, obviously, the established governments are feeling very threatened because. There is a possibility that if the if left unchecked, this could replace all the the currencies worldwide. Um, you know, not likely, not likely to happen. But uh, you know, if it was left unchecked, there's a possibility it could. 
And I'll just add one more interesting caveat to all this, and that's um, I was watching an interview. I can't remember if it was on uh, CNBC or Bloomberg, but they were they were pointing out that Visa and Mastercard are probably opposed to this because they, you know they're probably feeling a little threatened by it. But actually, the government investigating no, or Libra yeah. itself. It's and join they, them if you can't they beat pointed, them. Yeah, they pointed out that some of the members. I mean, apparently, you know, ten million isn't isn't really. No, it's not. It's chump change to yeah, a lot yeah. of these companies. So that's. You know, but they're so scared of it that they wanted to make sure they're exactly, part of it. Exactly. Because that's they want exactly. to be on the right team. They, well, like, well, it's not. not it's not. It's not much. But they, well, let's I mean, just make sure we're knows, okay nobody, with you. Nobody knows what we don't want to be your enemy. But they want. They want. They want to be on the inside yeah. so they know what's going on. Yeah. And. If if you looked at their structure, everybody gets one vote. Yeah, yeah. So if if it becomes convenient to them, they can start to sabotage it. Yeah, <laughs> could know? be. So could be. Um, you know, I just thought that was kind of interesting. Is that some of the members could actually be there to oppose it, to yeah. sabotage it? Yeah, and you, you don't know. So it's it's very intriguing. It's um, a bizarre time. Yeah, like this could literally be transformational oh, to the whole worldwide economy. Oh, absolutely, and um, especially to the U.S. dollar. Well, just something that it, this is nothing like anybody has ever seen in our lifetime. No, no way. I mean, there are a lot of countries that once they hear about this, they're going to want it. Yeah, they're going to want it because you know everybody everybody has cell phones now. Yeah, even even all the poorest countries have cell phones. Yeah. But there's still tons of countries that don't really have a stable currency. Right. And this gives them that. Why did so many people jump onto the euro? Because it was like the currency that was going to yeah. be stable and it was taking over. And uh, that's why. Yeah. And, and, you know, and the euro had, you know, they had, um, and it's funny because not Brexit is going on. But, yeah. um, you know, to join the European Union, you had to demonstrate a certain level of economic stability because they didn't want you to start using the euro and hurt the value of it. Mm-hmm. So when you've got a currency like this, that there's going to be countries that jump on, no doubt. Oh, yeah. I mean, there was, it's funny you, you brought up the euro because I was just watching a documentary the other day on that. Here we go with the gaming economics again. Yeah, yeah. Well, I'll, I'll wrap this one quick. Um, but, you know, they said that, you know, you as an American, you can take your dollar to Thailand, to Bangkok, yeah. and you can hop in a, in a taxi cab, and yeah. you, you can you go, you can take a ride in a taxi cab, and then you can hand them your money in, in yeah. dollars, and yeah. the guy's gonna say, okay, thank Probably you, gonna and, he's, and he's gonna take it. Yeah. And he said, you know, me coming from the Czech Republic, you know, before that. the Euro, when I took that taxi yeah. ride, he wasn't gonna take my currency. Right. He had no idea what it was, right. you know, he wasn't taking it. We don't even take- Now that I have the Euro, he'll take that. We don't even take, if you take Canadian coins to the bank, they don't want them in the United States. Yeah, this is the country directly north of us. Yeah, but now obviously Libra will. That's what I mean. All of that, right? You can take it anywhere. You can take it anywhere. Um, so it'll be really interesting. So really interesting. Yeah. And even like you said, it's a freaking Roman reference. Like, yeah, oh my God. And there's a there's chance. so there are so many red flags of the evil empire here on this thing. And you know the really incredible thing is there's a chance that this currency will actually be more stable than any of our currencies because who there's, knows? there's no government. Who knows? It. You know, like I they mean, don't really need to inflate it. But who knows? I mean, it's going to be interesting. The other tech time topic this week, Amazon is launching a series of 4K HDR-enabled TVs that are only $330 to $450. I believe the 451 is 55 inches. 
you interested in these at all? Not really. They no. sound too cheap. Um, well, that's the whole point. It's a credible company, seemingly. Yeah. But really low 4K HDMI prices. To, I'm trying to keep my finger from the trigger on the five thousand dollar <laughs> monitor TVs. Um, you know, but these just sound too cheap. Yeah, I just. Have but to it's question. Amazon. I have to question what they're. Do you mean for a gaming TV though? Anything. I mean, for, for, you know, just a TV for the living room for people to watch. Sure. Yeah, fine. Yeah. But for a gaming TV, I, I'd be very suspicious. By the way, I forgot to put this on their Prime Days coming up in July again. So Yeah, we'll it see. usually is in July. It's usually around this. I also didn't put this on here, but uh, the Steam Summer Sale started today, so go check it Did out. Do they give a date for the Prime Day, or is there still like... It's two days in July, I forget. It's like the 17th, 18th? I that's think usually, that's exactly what it is. Or the 16th a, and 17th. Yeah, that, that's usually right dead center of July. Uh, market mode stuff. There was some moves made this week. Some really interesting ones here. Ser- seriously. And the first two aren't the most interesting. Epic acquired House Party, which is a social a social video app aimed at teenagers. Fortnite, obviously. Their audience. Teenagers. Twitch, bu- Twitch bought Bebo, which I have never heard of. But apparently it was like there in the early days of social networks. And it was totally forgotten. But... They've been bought up by Twitch now. I don't really know why. The long-lost, forgotten Bebo. city of Bebo. Um, speaking of Bebo, with a P on the end, did you see the picture of uh, Spike? His hair? No. His, it's out there. You can look it up. The like new the Spike. Netflix? Yes. Oh, God. His hair. Don't look it up now. I'm scared. <laughs> look it up later. Be afraid. Here's a really interesting one. So EA has gotten voted what like the world's worst company like what like at least three times probably right yeah which I've always said was a crock of yes, crap yeah they do plenty of stuff to criticize but his shirt is even yellow the world that's not his costume that's oh. just his hair okay let me see let me see what you got oh is it the real one is that it no oh somebody made that um it's like a fan photo like somebody he took a picture with a fan and his hair is just like all grown out and. Whatever. So the the CEO of Electronic Arts turned down his bonus this year. Instead, it's being divided amongst all the company's employees. And I don't know what that average is out to, like how much they're receiving on average. But what do you? I I guess I I mean I applaud him. I mean yeah, because I mean I'm that just... company has taken such a beating. They're their staff morale can't be very good. What is it going to be like? Ten bucks? Well, that's right? what I mean. I don't know what it averages yeah. out to, but it's probably like at least a twenty million dollar bonus. Yeah, that's true. It's but a, how many employees do you think they have? Not twenty they million. Have like fifty thousand, right? I doubt it. No. Most developer teams these days are. I mean, EA. I mean, the Madden team consists of five people. Okay, but, uh, <laughs> they make the same game every year. That you've got respawn, which is like less. <clears throat> Respawn's less than 200. Bioware's got to be between 200 and 300. You know, then they've got oh, yeah, their, their marketing. Crew. I really overshot. 9,300 employees. Yeah. Even if it was a million, I mean, it's yeah. more than that. Yeah. So I applaud them. I, yeah, I mean, it's a nice, it's a nice gesture. And, and I, I really. It's just like $1,000. I really feel like. Again, it goes back to that morale. The company's taken such a beating. Yeah. I mean, 
failed game after failed game and controversy after controversy. This literally was probably like... I mean, don't you have to sort of wonder, though, like, if that was me being the CEO, if I get a bonus where I can divide it up amongst my entire company and still give everybody a significant bonus... (laughs) Like, something wrong. Am here. I worth that much? Yeah, something like, am wrong. Am I here. actually worth that's that much? That's that way in every company, though. I know, but should it should it be that way? No. I don't know. No, I don't know. Um, here's here's a really surprising one. Microsoft laid off the entire inside Xbox team, as well as all of their internal uh, mixer content creation teams. So uh, people are wondering. Because basically the biggest way to draw people to your platform is to have good original content. You know, like Twitch, Mixer, whoever. YouTube, you got to have good original content. Well, Microsoft just fired all their their content creators. And a lot of people are questioning, you know, have they... Are they just realizing that Mixer is always going to be a distant... Really, I bet I don't think fourth, can. fifth place, or or are they going to come back with a better strategy? Yeah, I think I think it's going to be a reboot, um, you know, of their strategy. Uh, Inside Xbox to me was always sort of a failure. Yeah, um, especially compared to Nintendo Directs. Oh they're, yeah, they're well just, nothing compares to that. They're just, I mean, they were never in the same league, which never made sense because they should be able to be in the same yeah. league. Yeah. Um, it's a problem when you can't compete with Nintendo's production. <laughs> yeah, and so to me that was always a failure. So I hope, I hope that you know part of this is their realization uh, of that failure, and yeah. this is like another attempt to fix that. Uh, as for the mixer team, no idea. Uh, but I'll say this: that um, you know a lot of people call Bing a failure as compared yeah. to Google. But not really, because they could still turn out pretty good profit from Bing. You well, don't need to be the number one. That's, in order that's to what make I, I'm wondering. I think Microsoft can make money off Mixer, but I think... Because there's, you know, there's a lot of people that... You know, I'm into streaming and stuff, and uh, the question, you know, well, where do I stream? Twitch, Mixer, or YouTube. Basically, those are your three big ones. And the thing about Mixer is, well, you might be able to stand out more on Mixer because it's not as overrun with streamers. Yeah much less viewership in general but maybe you can get more like a, a bigger piece of the pie but you have a much lower ceiling yeah but if i'm a mixer streamer and i hear this i'm like i'm a little scared because oh, you're investing all your time in this platform and then if you got to move your whole you know community over you're gonna yeah, lose it would, half of them horrible you know it's kind of funny though um because mixer to me is so superior to Twitch. the technologies really good yeah tech, yeah i should i should qualify that with the technology of mixer is so superior to twitch yeah it really is and um it always seems like the the superior format never seems to win yeah it it's does. just so bizarre you know like betamax lost to vhs even though betamax <laughs> was probably the superior um you know same thing with hd dvd and blu-ray though some people might argue blu-ray was better uh i don't know there's just Kind of weird. We're really dating ourselves there. Yeah, we're bringing up Beta HD Max. DVD and the, the Betamax will rise again. So yeah, I don't know. Interesting times for uh, Mixer. I'm definitely got my eye on that one. I, if and if they come back with a new strategy, I'll be very interested to hear it as a streamer. Yeah. Now we got tons of funny business this week. This first one, I it's thought scary. of thought of you instantly. It's scary. 
So we all know Shibu 3, it took, what, almost 20 years to get this game made, right? And we've talked about how, does anybody even really want this anymore? It's gone from a dream to a nightmare. Does anybody really want this anymore? Everybody begged for it for years. Yeah. And now everybody's like, I don't know. Yu Suzuki, the series creator, a legend at Sega, came out and said that literally this third game only gets us 40% through the main character story. Does he really think that we're going to make nine Shamu games? Well, here's here's my question. Seven, eight, I mean... Uh, I remember back in the day, way back... What is the story of Shamu even about? Yeah, I don't even know at this point. Driving but, forklifts, all I remember. Well, yeah, and his girlfriend gets kidnapped by like a guy with a... Yakuza or with something. With a dragon on his back. Um, yeah, pretty much. Most generic storyline yeah, of all no, time. No, it really was. Um, <laughs> but groundbreaking for its but time. But I remember back in the day, he said, this is going to be a three-part epic. Yeah. So I'm Sounds just, like George R. I'm Martin. just wondering, did, did Sega tell him it was going to be a three-part <laughs> epic? Or did he believe it was a three-part epic? And now that's changed. We're up to nine. Because uh, how, how are we only 40% through? Yeah. And what should have been the conclusion? This is literally George R. R. Martin. Game of Thrones yeah. is supposed to be three books. Now we're up to seven. And the other thing, and he says it might be eight. The other thing is, is that I'm pretty sure most people investing were like, "Yeah, this is the this is the finale, the final game." I'm, yeah, 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 I'm investing in, and now here he is. Oh, I no, want to see this you're conclusion. Not even, you're not I wanna, even half. I want to cap the trilogy. I don't think anyone's gonna. You gotta play this. Well. We should live stream this game. Yeah. We honestly I, I, should. Oh, believe me, I'm gonna. We play should it. do it. I'm, I'm we should live stream it. it the day it comes out. I have no choice. <laughs> I am. This is my destiny. Even though I think it looks horrible, it does. I mean, it looks. Let's bad. be honest. It, it looks does. bad. Mr. Rossetti from Animal Crossing has been retired from the new game, and I can't quite figure out they why. They took his job. They, he, they literally like leaned into it, the meme, and said that he they, he's holding like an unemployed sign. And, like I don't know why though. Like why is he gone? I don't it, know. They removed the feature or something. I think it's because. You probably can't reset the game because of like oh, online yeah. saves and oh, stuff. That's true. So he that's true. has a point anymore. That's cool though that they sort of leaned into it and were like, uh, you know, hand them to the unemployed side. You know, I remember. You, you remember how long I played that game on Game oh, yeah. for like at least it was a year. Incredible. And I remember Chris came over to my house, and I was legit. He kept resetting my game to piss me off. <laughs> and I was so furious. Like, Mr. Rossetti would pop up and talk for 10 minutes oh every time. Oh, man. Because I, I really felt like I never wanted to cheat this game. You know, yeah, like, yeah, I, yeah. I bought into it so much. And then Chris literally just kept resetting it and resetting it and resetting it. God, <laughs> frustrated me. A man in Japan got arrested for smuggling Wario shaped Molly. Why Wario? No idea. No idea. Is that, is that something in that culture? I I don't know. Why Wario? I mean, it seems like people want more of Mario, but... Oh, I think Wario, the fact that it's drugs... When are we going to get WarioWare? For mobile. Yeah. Well, or no, Switch. for... for Well, for either one. Yeah. Time for some Godspeed stories. Uh, there's a new Nier project being worked on. Square has confirmed that. Not really surprising to anybody. We don't know if Platinum's involved. Niantic, the developers of Pokemon Go, their Harry Potter game is out. I have not heard hardly anything about yeah, this. Yeah, I heard it didn't go so well. Uh, Overwatch's new hero is mostly going to be a dual-wielding tail and tank. You heard it here first. Uh, wait, 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 wait. What, what is a tail and tank? It's, a, it's part of the lore. It's just a faction in the lore. Oh, okay. A tank is 
You know? uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, I see. Uh, there's rumors that Apex is getting a second new legend during season two. So not just one new legend, but two new legends. His name's Crypto. Check him on YouTube. He leaked out if you want to hear more. His Crypto. Yes. All fits this podcast purpose yeah, perfectly. Absolutely. Have you seen this Valferis game? It's like a heavy metal Contra looking game. The music's no. all heavy metal. It looks no. good. Is it sort of like Cadence of Hyrule? Like No. You, just no. the soundtrack's heavy metal. It looks a lot like Contra. Um, and you know, there's a demo out on Steam now. So check it out. It's called Valferis. I'm going to play it. Capcom announced in the weirdest way possible yeah, but they're working on a car- Capcom All-Stars card game. Now, they announced it on Maximilian Dude's stream. It right? almost seems like on accident. Like, oh yeah, here we got this. But that that you know, that's just kind of weird because he's a he's big into fighting games mm-hmm. and then they unveil a game that's not a fighting game. I well, mean, it, like wasn't like hyped, there. it wasn't announced. It's just like, ah, here we go. We got this thing and that's it. Uh, I mean, are you excited? Please be excited. No, but card games are huge. It can be. I know. I'm kind of surprised we don't have, like, Marvel or, you know, DC or... Well, I told you I ended up writing an article about card games. Yeah, magic, yeah. right? <laughs> and I did a lot of research the for OG. it. The OG. And I learned a lot. Well, soon there's going to be a Netflix There's going to be a Netflix series for everything. Yeah, pretty soon. And totally missing the point of One Punch Man... Uh, somebody is making a, a new One Punch Man game for all platforms called One Punch Man a Hero Nobody Knows. It is a 3v3 Super Smash Brothers style game nice. with the main character that the whole point is that he one shots everybody. Yeah, yeah. So how yeah. the hell this is like the game that makes super it's a super popular anime. Oh, I know. And and manga or whatever. But this makes I've no never, sense. I've never watched it, but I've I heard it's been, great. Yeah, I heard it's great, which is odd because the story is he can beat anybody with a one punch. Like, it's the whole Superman problem. Yeah, like he can beat everybody. What's so the I, point? I, like, how can this possibly be entertaining if he beats everybody with one punch? Okay, we got three did you knows this week. These are interesting. Rod Ferguson, who's in charge of Gears of War for Microsoft, and before that he was at Epic in charge of the whole studio. Uh, so he left Epic, and he came out and said that he literally before he left Epic, he tried. His damnedest to cancel Fortnite because he's my hero. At the time, he's now my hero. It was just the you know the save the world mode. Yeah, and he that game was in development for like five years. Yeah, and he said just like it was not going well. It's so funny, isn't it? Like the battle royale hadn't even been thought you, of. You look, so he tried and tried like this is it's not going to work. Yeah, we need you, to you kill it. You go back and you look at Halo 1's development. Same that, thing. That was an RTS game. Got killed off. And somehow got brought back a first person shooter. Yeah. You know like. How could they have possibly... It was just so miraculous, that Halo 1. So, he literally said, you know, had I not left Epic, Fortnite would not exist. Yeah. Like, I would have canceled. Yeah. yeah. Just so, funny. I mean, Fortnite's another example of just... It's just yeah. miraculous. They put out yeah. the Save the World thing. I remember I played the Save the World thing. And uh, it was okay. It was nothing yeah. special. Nothing special. It was not going to go hardly anywhere. And uh, they really just... PUBG came out and they seized the moment and they it was brilliant. Let's like let's take our building mechanics and put them in a shooter. It was brilliant. Yeah. And I can't stand it, but what can you do? They nailed it. Yep. World of Warcraft history. almost didn't include PvP. There's all this stuff coming out about the original 
WoW development because the classic version's coming out. They're digging through like all the history books of their development. And they said that literally half the team felt like PvP was just griefing other players by killing them. So they had this, it was. this whole internal war. Of, it is. Uh, well, you can feel that yeah. way. or Yeah, but I mean, come on. There was always a guy that would run by and just... Oh, sure, sure. But there's you. also a competitive element to it. Yeah. Just interesting that, to think that stuff like that, like PvP almost wasn't a thing. Um, and then here we go. Did you know Super Mario Battle Royale is a thing? Of course I played it. Of course I won. Did you did you see this? No. I'm so well, yes and no. I'm I, so I, glad that you brought up Nintendo killing things. I saw it exist, but so I, it's the, I have it's the never first. It. it spawns you and 74 other. It's the original Mario, playable in a browser. So the NES game. It spawns 74 of you <laughs> in, and wh- literally whoever makes it through the next four levels first wins, and it's a different level. It's not just the beginning of the game. You know, it'll spawn you in the fourth world. It'll spawn you in the second world, the first world. And uh, it was pretty epic. It was pretty uh, fun. Um, Just totally different. You're playing the original Mario with 74 other people. And you're trying to race the other people. And, you know, it it was a good time. There's a video on YouTube that says, I made Super Mario Bros. into a battle royale. Yeah. <laughs> That's him. Is that him? Yeah. Yeah. This madman. And like literally three days after it came out, Nintendo killed it. Oh. So he's had to remove all the art. You can still play it. Absolutely sad. It's totally generic art now though. But it is the same game. It's just the art. Like the same levels. So we'll, yeah, we'll all know what the truth was. Yeah. So wait, how did you kill each other? Where would you have to throw? You like, can't kill shells? each other except the shells and the uh, like oh, that. Yeah, look at that, like the invisibility st- or the invincibility star. If you have that, you could just plow through everyone. But see, doesn't this? I mean, getting back to what we were talking about earlier, doesn't this sort of highlight just how sort of like lazy, you know, like um, some of the developers are? Like this is like one high school kid, and he makes this. Right, it's and, incredible. Uh, yeah, and what has Nintendo done? Exactly. <laughs> Um, but yeah, it's a thing. Go go look it up. Except it's not Mario anymore, unfortunately. Um, all right, spotlight time. What do you got? Uh, I got iOS 13. I am in the beta. Soxers. Um, Soxers. It, it's it's life changing. <laughs> it, it is. Um, no, really though. I mean, it, it's it's actually like a bunch of really boring uh, updates or what sounds really boring on paper, but when you have it in your real life. Huge difference. Much snappier. Do you remember the rant I went on about the Android update after last episode? No. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, yeah. So, um, you know, it's funny, though. What's really funny is, like, iOS 13 is, like, a bunch of things that Android's had for, like, five years or more. You know, like, dark mode and stuff like that. Uh, the, the Swift keyboard where you can just swipe around. Yeah. They finally added that. Um, but, yeah, it just makes such a big difference. The speed boost is incredible um you know on and a huge the ipad os huge difference you know night and day um so you know I, i'm sure a lot of our our listeners are probably i iphone users no, or iPad not users. Not of them. And, get rid uh, of it so i have it it already works it's been really stable I, i've only encountered one issue of uh the keyboard disappearing uh it's pretty stable so i would 
actually recommend you to, to upgrade to the beta. But as always, you know, it is a beta. Software might not be the most stableist, and I can't guarantee what's going to I generally happen. find that that stuff works pretty well. Yeah, I, Even, I honestly have Like, if, if they feel good enough to release it to you, it's pretty good. I had an episode where it froze up because I did, like, a bunch of different things on my phone earlier this morning, and I had an, an episode where part of the keyboard disappeared just sporadically. Yeah. Outside of that, no issues. Um, knock on wood. Uh, next week, Spotlight will definitely be what we're watching right now, oh, which is... Super Mario, Super Maker, Mario 2? Maker 2. Garbage. Is it Super Mario or just Mario? I think it's Mario Maker 2. I think, yeah, I think you're right. It's not Super yet, but it will be. Um, so I got a bunch of things to talk about. Uh, first, you and I, I think, we have been interested in the original Insurgency, hadn't we? Yeah. Way back That was in the day. so long ago. Like When you said it, I was like, wait, what is that? Oh, so yeah, that's I played Insurgency Sandstorm, which is the new Insurgency game. And... Um, this is what I'll say about it. <laughs> the community was very interesting. So first of all, when you talk in this game, it adds like the radio. Like it sounds like you're actually talking through a radio. So you have all these people who act like they're like, <laughs> like they're like role playing. They're in the military, yes. and uh, so there's that. The guns have an ungodly amount of recoil. Look at that Un. Godly. So, like, if you think you're going to fully auto somebody down, like, even though you die in the one or two shots, um, the closest thing I could compare it to is Rainbow Six Siege, which wasn't my cup of tea. Um, there were some cool elements to it. I did have a couple cool moments. But I think my biggest problem with it is just I feel like a lot of these shooters these days, like the whole, like, oh, it's territories or, oh, it's just it's Battlefield's rush mode. They really feel dated to me. Like, I don't know. I'm just sitting there like, I've played this for 20 years, you know? And I think that was my biggest beef with it, is like, there were some cool elements to it, but I think I would have preferred it would just be like a, almost like AA, like uh, just a single elimination per round type thing. Yeah. Uh, Or a Battle Royale, you know, super hyper, like Battle Royale with crazy gun recoil, because that would probably feel more... I hate the after that word, that whole debate over realistic shooters and but I don't know. It was interesting to say the least. The setting was really unique. It's mostly in the Middle East and they did a really good job with the levels. I also got to play Roller Champions and I want to give Ubisoft credit again for being one of the only developers to actually make their E3 demo available to the public while it was at E3. So this is that game. It's like a roller derby game and you have to. Uh, pick up a ball and shoot and score. You have to go around the track a certain number of times and then you can shoot it. Yeah. You can pass it to your teammates. Uh, this was really cool. Uh, I think it's gonna. It's definitely going to make a splash. There's definitely some good team elements. And it's fun checking other players. Like, like you get knocked down, you get pissed. So you turn around and you're going the wrong way on the track <laughs> and you just drill somebody head on. That like, was that's always, fun. That was always racing games for me. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Back in like the PS1 era. You're doing so bad, you just turn around. Yeah, I mean, and... it was funny because, you know, if you're a certain age, you you won't know this. But there, there used to be that a lot of racing games when it actually let you turn around. Yeah. So once they actually let <laughs> you turn around, like that was like, you know, just, yeah, you, you can't even imagine. It was so fun. I also, uh, I, have you heard all the hype around this Battalion 1944 game? It's a first-person shooter, a World War II shooter. 
Uh, I don't think I've heard too much about it. It's like Counter-Strike, but World War II weapons. So I'll imagine that. Yeah. I played it. I don't want to say too much about it. I mean, I had fun with it for a couple hours, but I don't want to play it again. Did you ever play Day of Defeat? No. And it may be close to that. That may be a good comparison. I just never played it. But I tried it out, and uh, for me, it was a little overrated. I... A lot of people are blowing it up like it's the greatest thing, but I was like, I don't really... Is it free to play, or is it... No, I bought it. Oh, okay. I think it's like 20 bucks or something. Uh, time for a couple movie, comic, TV topics, then I'll be get our weekly releases and we'll be out of here. So the... I don't know if we talked about this yet, but apparently the, the villains in the Batman, there's going to be Penguin, Firefly, Riddler, and Catwoman. Does this terrify mm. you? Well, uh, not... Depends yes how they no. do it. Yeah, it depends on how they do it. I mean, is Penguin in it for like five seconds? Right. Are and, they more like background and characters? And then it's like, it's actually really about Firefly. And and the other question I have is, is is it still a shared universe? I mean, are they... It's a, it's a one-off. Are they universe building and like, we're going to see some of these characters again? But they just show them off here, so you'll come to the theater and see it. Like, I don't know. It's a, it depends on how they use them. Uh, I'm kind of interested though, with uh, you know having a bigger cast and seeing what they can do with it. Um, but other than that, I don't know. I'm, I'm very excited for this for the premise of the movie, the detective of, of a detective Batman. So that's what know, they I'm say. Holding out hope. That's holding what they hope. say. Um, yeah, I don't have much to say other than that. Other than a reminder that the plot and the new Joker movie is terrible. Uh, <laughs> you started Dark Season 2, right? Yeah. Did you finish it yet? No. Have you? All I've watched is the first episode. That's all I've watched, too. So we're, we're good. And uh, I watched part of the second one. I, well, as I was watching it, I was enjoying it a lot. And I did enjoy the first episode. And it felt really good. Like, the music's really good. I really like, oh, yeah. enjoyed hearing that vibe again. And I'm looking forward to watching the rest of it. Me too. But as I was watching it, and as Irma and I were sitting there, you know, recalling the details from the first season. Yeah. There was a lot of people who had trouble following, like, Game of Thrones. All the characters and, like, the the, the alliances. As I'm sitting there watching Dark, I'm like, even I'm struggling to follow some of this stuff. Yeah, me too. And I'm sitting there, like, I guarantee that, like, 90% 90% of the people that watch this show have no clue what's going on. I had on. to go back. None. I had to go back and YouTube. Like, Season one. Yeah, recap. Yeah. Okay, remind me who all these people are, what their relationships Cause are. Because there's the weird, this guy went back in time and ended up becoming like his own dad. Yeah. Or and, like, well, uh, it's actually two Sleeping or, with his own sister or it, something. It's and, two or three times as hard because you have like multiple different people playing the same character yes at ju- just in different, different times. times yeah so it's like wait you know like there was a scene in episode one uh, of season two where I think it was in episode one I hope I'm not confusing it <sighs> um, where a woman meets herself yeah yeah from the future yeah and vice versa and like you know, if I didn't do the recap, I would have totally forgot yeah. that that was the same person. Yeah. Because, you know, like, when you see them side by side, they don't look anything alike yeah. anymore. And uh, so, yeah, I mean, it's it's really hard to keep up with. Yeah. I uh, Hopefully by next episode, we'll have, you know, both made some bigger chunks into it. But 
I highly recommend it. I've heard nobody else that watches this show, and I don't know how you and I stumbled across it because I feel like we had oh both heard of it. Yeah, I mean, there was a little bit of buzz that, like, oh, you know, it's it's and it's of, foreign. I, we should say. Well, you know, a lot of people were like, oh, it's like Stranger Things, but a lot of people were saying it was even better because it was darker and scarier. And you know, at that point, you know, Stranger Things was like you know, the everything. godsend. Yeah, the yeah. God so I was like, okay, well, I gotta watch this. And it's um, funny because really, other than the fact that half the main characters are teenagers yeah this show the two shows share nothing yeah there, there's really yeah. no well similarity I mean, there's sort of the similarity that there's it takes place in a single town yeah and there's something supernatural or super physical i don't know what yeah yeah is, yeah know, like happening to this town yes and some mystery and we gotta figure out what it is and but other than other that, that yeah, thematically and like atmospherically, and I don't, I don't, I don't want to compare the two quality wise. Yeah, because they're not the same. Not really, even close. Yeah, you really get different feelings. Yeah, from both. not even close. Um. So anyway, speaking of Stranger Things, the final season three trailer came out, and as this gets closer and closer, I'm getting more and more excited for it. Well, see, we have the issue that. Um, when we record the next episode of this show, it'll probably be what? Um, right before the premiere. Oh, no, that's true. Right three. before. Yeah. So we'll have to try and finish Dark. I don't know if I'll be able to do that. Before, <laughs> before Stranger Things kicks off. I will say here's here's the story time for this week. So Irma and I. We watched the whole se- uh, season one of Dark actually on our honeymoon last year because our one year anniversary was this past weekend. Yeah. So we you know had a week where you know we were out of town and could do whatever we want. So we watched all of Dark season one. So we went to a bed and breakfast this weekend. Just but you watched all of Dark season one on our honeymoon. Yeah. And, and oh, okay, on your honeymoon. Um, we rented a cabin in the middle of nowhere and you know watched Dark. Yeah. And uh, so anyway, our one year anniversary was this weekend. Dark season two had just come out. So our plan was we were basically going to marathon the whole. We got yeah. a bed and breakfast. We were staying there. See, that's what I thought you were saying. Is that you rewatched it? No, no, no. Like in a week. So we were going to watch season two, marathon the whole thing. We get to the bed and breakfast. I got. I'm setting up our Roku. The damn Wi-Fi isn't strong enough. Oh, to, like I literally couldn't even connect, and I got so. Furious, and I should. Destroyed. I had to apologize to Irma because I was literally so frustrated because I was looking forward to it so much. Yeah. And because it had significance to us both because we watched it during our honeymoon. She said that, and I I was just so like, I can't watch this on a phone. You know, like. um, No, you really can't. Yeah, disappointment. Irma watches shows and movies on her phone all the time. I can't do it. I can't. It's not an experience. I just don't know how you can watch. In particular, this show. Yeah. You guys watch it in English, right? Yeah, yeah. See, I try to watch it in German. Yeah. I, I tried to watch it in English. You know, I, it's funny because I used to like pick on people like that would watch the Japanese version. Yeah, a nerd, anime. nerd. I'd be like, come on, you don't really think that's better, right? Yeah. And uh, but now, you know, with this show, I just can't. I like, it's it's almost like creep. It's creepier, creepier in German. It's creepier with with the German accents. So. Yeah, I mean, I gotta watch it in German. I, I tried to watch it in English, but I just can't get there. Alright, so the games that are coming out this week, and a few that are already out. Uh, Cadence of Hyrule dropped out of nowhere. Yep. A Medieval came out, which is a, not a Devolver game, but a New Blood interactive game. And New Blood seems 
to be another really interesting new publisher. The guy who was on that panel uh, is like the New Blood guy, the Dusk people. Yeah. Um, oh, yeah, yeah. They've put out like three or four other games, and they're almost like Devolver. They share a lot of similarities with Devolver. But that's how Bloodstained comes to Switch. Judgment finally comes to America. Wow. Just wow. Uh, Monster Jam Steel Titans Mutant Year Zero comes out on every platform that's not already out on. Ace Combat 7, new Battlefield 5 DLC, My Child Lebensborn, whatever that is. Sinking City comes out finally. Uh, I want to hear reviews of that. Tour to France 2019, I'm buying this, I'm playing it 24 hours. I want to get Sinking City, but doesn't it really have. I mean, it. It's the type of game where you're like, that's gonna come to Game Pass. Like, probably. It, it just has Game Pass written all over. How would you play a tour to France game? I don't know. Like, what do you do? You, you, you ride. <laughs> Maybe. You ride your rider and uh, win, win the tour. Vir- Virtual Racing comes to Switch and Super Mario Maker 2 comes out, which will be talked about. I gotta a lot. say, it's a pretty solid week for, yeah, the middle, for the middle of summer. Do you yeah. remember back when we were young? Nothing. The middle of summer was just a Nothing. Classic. Now everything wants its own week. Everything wants its own time to breathe. I mean, I'm looking over this list, I'm like, wow, this is, I mean, this is so cool. We're in the middle of summer, we got a list like this. And I can buy all these games for one week. Yeah. Yeah. Alright, guys, we're back. God Motor Locked episode 47 is over. We'll be back next week with 48, back on our regular schedule. And hopefully, we'll be continuing to combine... Gaming and economics, the only place in America probably doing this. So, God Mode Unlocked, episode 47L. Peace.